Hey everyone, Michael here. Before we get to today's awesome finale episode, Daniel and I wanted to let you know about an awesome online event coming up. Now you may have heard Daniel mention a few times on our podcast about one of his favorite YouTube channels, DankOps. Well, DankOps is hosted by Chris Denker, and he brings you some of the most entertaining video game and nerd culture content on YouTube. Starting on December 13th at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, this YouTuber will be presenting his fifth annual charity live stream. Now, last year, DankOps and friends raised $12,000 from an original goal of $5,000 to go towards buying gifts for family in need at shelters all across the United States, including Pennsylvania, Texas, Michigan, Nevada, and California. Well, this year, DankOps' goal is $15,000. There will be prizes, rewards, and raffles throughout the entire stream. So if you are able, make sure to check out this wonderful live stream on twitch.tv. Just search DankOps, that's D-E-N-K-O-P-S, on Wednesday, December 13th at 2 p.m. Or visit DankOps on Twitter, at TheChrisDanker, for links and more info. And again, that is uh, TheChris, C-H-R-I-S, D-E-N-K-E-R. So just search for The Chris Dinker on Twitter, and you can check out any links that he has on that page, and that will direct you towards this great uh, charity event, or you can just search Dank Ops on Google. So thank you, everyone, so much. Now on to the magical finale of the Hollywood Hustle podcast. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Hollywood Hustle Podcast, where we bring the stories and struggles of elves climbing the ladder of success and how they survive the city of joy, the North Pole. As always, I'm your Santa Claus host, Daniel Tuttle, and with me is my Max, my Rudolph, my risque leg lamp, Michael Lutheran. Oh, hello there, Santa. <laughs> he wanted to be a dentist previously. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> What's going to be in the goodie bag today? This is why he does voiceovers. Wait a minute. Give him a call. Floss. <laughs> fluff. 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 Oh, gee. Oh, gee golly. <laughs> I would be, I'd be, if I was cast as like an elf in a, uh, like a Christmas movie, I would be that one that's like, oh? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, Dave, you forgot to put the wheels on the wagon. Oh? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm Santa. Sorry. I love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, we'll just we'll just keep giving him like the simple things. <laughs> well, uh, me, go go play with this linky. <laughs> that's, that's I straightened it for and you. And then later, you just see him in the background on stairs, like with the slinky not moving and him crying. Exactly. Or it's like in uh, Austin Powers, uh, where the guy just always in the back, just pressing buttons. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I don't know. I have no clue what these do. But in case this is your first episode joining us here yes. on Hollywood Hustle Podcast, we normally don't talk about elves in the North Pole. Uh, no, we talk North about Pole. them all the time. All the time. <laughs> Every episode is elf talk. <laughs> Welcome to elf We really talk. mistitled this uh, This a podcast. <laughs> it should have really been titled elf, elf exactly. talk. Exactly. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, man. I am doing good. Uh, just fresh off of recording our previous episode from yeah. last week. Uh, our our t- end of the year kind of like review finale part one yeah kind of thing and now ready for finale part, part two. two part deuce yes but doing okay it's uh further into the holiday season so uh 
getting a little tired. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> can't weird, wait like, to be with family, it, but it, t- it takes so long to actually yeah, get there. Christmas really for me is so funny because it's this duplicity of feelings where it's exhausting, but it's also excitement all at the same time. And so it's this weird like, but I think that makes me more tired <laughs> is because I'm so pumped for Christmas. Yeah, well, and also you have a kid. Yeah. So you is, have to really create yo, Christmas. Man, it's, it's, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst and the best because now he's starting to understand like the idea of Santa Claus. Ooh. So now we really have to have like Santa Claus gifts. Yeah. Um, and it's also hard because, and you'll experience this one day, because <laughs> when your kid loves certain things, it's amazing. Yeah. Because it makes it so much easier by gifts until hopefully they stay that way. But you also tell other people, you know, your family, uh, friends who want to give him a gift. Like, what's he into? Well, he's into dinosaurs and all this stuff. So the chances of getting him the same gift as someone else maximizes is very high. Yeah. <laughs> Which has already happened three times <laughs> for his birthday. He's gotten three T Rexes. Yeah. Yes. Pretty close. Yeah. And so we'll see what his uh what happens on Christmas because we've already had to change out some things for his birthday. Oh my uh, gosh. But it's fun. You know, he's excited about it. We're excited. We're doing some different things this year. We're trying to find our Christmas. And you guys celebrate it here in LA. Yeah, you know, the first year we moved, we went home because of his birthday, his first birthday. So we we went home for that one and we stayed for for about two weeks home. Um, and th- since then we wanted to start our own traditions for Christmas and you know Christmas Eve and stuff like that. And so we we've slowly been trying to find those traditions and like mm-hmm. what we want it to be every Christmas. And so it's kind of changed a little bit, but usually stays around the same. Is there any thing going on in LA in terms of tradition wise that you found that you and Angie and Nolan really enjoy? Not really. Cause I mean, you know, he's, he's had two Christmas, the first Christmas that he was around, we did like a potluck thing with some friends. Uh, not the first, sorry, the second Christmas he was around for, um, but other than that, it's we haven't really gone out this year. We're trying to do more of that, going out, trying to look for places. I think we're going to try to find like a drive-through lights type thing. I, um, I think Beverly Hills would probably have some. Yeah, I found a lights. list, and that was that was on there was Beverly Hills. Um, one of my favorite um, public spaces to go to is the Descanso Gardens, which is out near Pasadena, oh Montrose area. But right. apparently, this garden does like an enchanted night show I with think, a I bunch think of lights. I, I think that may have been on the list that I, I saw as well. Yeah, it could be fun at. for Nolan to check out. And I yeah. think they also do interactive light displays. Oh, that's cool. Where yeah. you, you touch it and it changes color and it's Ooh. wonder. Ooh. And then there's the LA Zoo also has like the LA Zoo. That was on the list. That was number night. one on the list. There we go. There we go. So if you're in LA this Did you write that season, list? <laughs> I might have written that list. Um, also, there is the Mission in uh, Light Festival. It's I want to say out in Riverside. It's mm-hmm. a drive. It's like an hour out from LA for going further east, I want to say. Right. Um, but it's this beautiful downtown scene and this old uh, ho- hotel hmm. in this downtown area just absolutely covered in lights, like Griswold Christmas vacation. <laughs> like blinding. Like, no joke. Sucks out the electricity from the city. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Me and Karen went last, uh, last Christmas, oh, nice. and we had a beautiful time. There was a lot of families... Uh, there, there's a lot of events for kids. There was like a lot of uh, uh, hot chocolate booths and well, spe- churros. Speaking and of Karen, now I want a churro and hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Karen, yes. Um, I know for like Thanksgiving at this point in y'all's relationship, you guys split up. You went 
to your home, she she hung out with her family. Is that the same with Christmas, or what do you guys do for Christmas usually? Oh, so ours is, I want to say, like the ultimate compromise <laughs> for our uh, vacation, because her uh, mom and her brother, they celebrate uh, Christmas Eve, and my family, we celebrate Christmas. So how we've figured it out is that we stay here in L.A. for Christmas Eve, so I get to celebrate an L.A. Christmas, as it were. Uh, on Christmas Eve, we, uh, her mom lives up in Santa Clarita, so we'll go and spend the whole d- uh, day that we can up there till like, but they don't open gifts until midnight, so we're normally not back at home until three in the morning oh, or so. Man, and then we wake up around six or seven. So you get about a.m. two, three hours sleep. Exactly, maybe? we have our own mini Christmas uh, vacation here in my apartment. We have our Christmas tree set up, so we'll have our own private Christmas. And then we have the first flight out of Burbank Airport up to Sacramento to go their family to go and be with my family. Wow! So that's that's the that's the fun part of uh, of being in a relationship, and I put fun in quotations <laughs> is is the figuring out families that you're going to spend time with on holidays. Um, I know my stepsister. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the Thanksgiving podcast, but they they split up Thanksgiving, Christmas. So one Thanksgiving they'll spend with my family, and then one the next Thanksgiving they'll spend with his family. And I then see. if they spend Thanksgiving with my family, they spend Christmas with his, and vice it's versa. A, it's it's a continual trade. Yeah, yeah. It's a keep back and forth, and uh, which I think I would lose track <laughs> at some point yeah, of who's. And I think now they've started inviting my parents to their Thanksgiving, and mm. so. I, then I think they come over for Christmas. Well, I don't know. I just enjoy it so much. And there's also the chance to really get involved with their Karen's family's yeah, traditions. Absolutely. And, you know, her her family has, like, Mexican traditions. And the mm-hmm. food is amazing. And, right. you know, it's, it's just a really great time to be with her family. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, just a day later, we're up in Northern California with my family. Yeah. And uh, get to spend time with my nieces. And right. it's... It, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. It just, you know, yeah, the traveling is kind of <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's hectic, whirlwind. but it's actually the best time. Mm-hmm. And this is a big recommendation for anyone out there. The best time to travel in terms of prices is Christmas. Yeah, oh, I'm sure because everyone's already at their destination. So in terms of travel and everything, it's easy <laughs> and fairly, fairly inexpensive. Cheap. Yeah, and this year I lucked out with, um, you know reward points that i didn't even know that i had oh nice so uh santa paid for my uh air flight <laughs> this year. Fl- well yeah i think you know it's it's so interesting to see especially kind of like seeing where you are and with your relationship with karen it's so fun it's interesting to see like the evolution of the traditions in a relationship because like once you know making assumptions and mm-hmm. high assumptions once the day comes when you guys get married and then the days when you possibly have children you know there it's you start really it, your your whole traditions evolve, evolve again yeah. because they you'll grow. want you'll want your own family traditions as well your own christmas you know when you open presents that was the thing also like angie and my family we opened she her family opened presents on christmas mm-hmm. my family opened presents on christmas eve yeah and okay, so just like karen's family yeah, we would and then we'd have santa come saturday mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh christmas morning and I was so, just gonna say, like, he just Santa just, just comes just a on random Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> it was like January seventh. <laughs> he got um, held up. It was in the, the third Saturday time. of every Christmas <laughs> of yeah, every uh, December. He, he was busy getting some barbecue. Yeah, he got he got some barbecue. Um, yeah, so he would. That's that's how we did it. So Angie and I had to kind of find that 
think so pretty much what we do I think what we do now is we open one gift on Christmas Eve and then the rest on Christmas Day and Santa comes nice but this and, year and brings everything. our gift mine and Angie's gift is the trip to Vancouver <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Because this yeah. weekend, yeah, this weekend, um, often, or I guess when this podcast episode gets released, right. last last weekend, this past weekend, this past weekend, I'll yeah. be I'll be in Vancouver. What uh, are you going up to Vancouver for? Uh, going for a wedding. Uh, my Ooh. wife's boss is getting married, and they've they work really well together and gotten close. And I've I've gotten to know him and his fiance, and uh, they're both super nice people. We were very surprised to get an invite, and it's a no kids wedding. So my mom's sorry, flying, Nolan. Sorry, Nolan. So my my mom's flying in town with my stepdad, and they're gonna watch Nolan for us. Thank goodness, Mama Tuttle. Yeah. So she she's coming in tomorrow morning, and uh, they're gonna hang out with Nolan while we're going partying it up up in Canada. And <laughs> Canada. Made, will we come back? Find out next time. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, I guess find out in a couple months. Will I be skyping the rest of this podcast? With exactly. Michael? Like so. Find what's out. the Canada hustle? Well, like? this is the this is the Canada Canada hustle, eh? <laughs> Oh, it's, Jay's. It's donuts and kindness. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and universal health care. And it sounds like the characters from South Park. Yes. Um, so, Michael, uh, last time, we, our, our last episode, uh, the year in review, we had uh, Allie Williams on. Uh, we talked about our goals and, uh, you know, kind of our journeys uh, throughout this past year. Uh, but one of the things we kind of brought up was the um, – rise in allegations and issues with sexual harassment and assault here in Hollywood and other industries, um, as well as the hashtag me too movement. And since then, uh, I'm not going to say it's because of us, but uh, <laughs> we did it. We, we helped, we pushed it to the finish line, but the hashtag me too movement, as well as those who broke their silence, uh, you know the silence breakers as i believe they call them uh, they called them yeah. are the person of the year yeah in time, time magazine, magazine. And, and there was a lot of was there another choice i mean i know they released their nominees the, yeah there was the like a top few list but, i know colin kaepernick was yeah up there. colin kaepernick was there donald trump was on there um uh some other uh, foreign uh people on there that could, <laughs> i can't even even try to say their names but the me too movement was on there when i saw that i was like there, there, there can't. I don't see how there could be any other person. I think it always follows the where the national discussion is happening, yeah. and with me too, and with um, you know, the silence breakers mm-hmm. as they're being called, which I thought was a great. I think that way is a cool to name collect the hashtag Me Too movement and those that have spoke out personally uh, to accuse and bring allegations to yeah. I think that was a great way to kind of put them all together but it but this has been an ongoing conversation not for just a couple weeks but for mm-hmm. now months have you seen the cover and the pictures they took yeah. for the cover yeah uh, with the different people that have spoken out yeah well I uh, um, for reasons that we'll go into in a little bit I was in traffic for a long time today <laughs> and I actually saw that um, announcement come out on Twitter and they had the like motion graphic of all the women um, yeah. in that picture. which I thought was a cool motion. I thought that was really cool. Terry Crews was also featured. Yeah, in that there was there was a, like a there was him men. and another guy. Yeah, and so it was, it was just so powerful to see, you know, a representation of the you know this is clearly touching yeah. people. And I like and like like you said like Terry Crews and the other guy, it was very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, it had women and men from different cultures and. Uh, and styles and, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, if there was punk rock looks and there were, 
more classical looks and you know it was in different ages and different and so i i thought they did a really good job of making it a very broad collection of people yeah and i mean granted it is a lot of people from the entertainment industry oh, yeah. no. um you know there are so many voices that weren't necessarily um put 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 out there but of course it is wonderful to always see that and also it you know with this announcement today you're also seeing a couple members from congress also stepping down from power as it were so it the fact that this award went to this group of people it just shows the strength of the people who are coming out and speaking out not only about their experience but also standing up to the perpetrators and of i this. think i think it helps keep the conversation going so it doesn't, as the year winds up and we get lost in Christmas and all that stuff, it kind of still keeps it at the forefront. Like it, this needs to keep going. Change needs to come. Like we need to keep this train moving. Yeah. And it's already been great um, just to hear the response from our listeners Absolutely. with our conversation with Ali. Yeah. And it was really, I really appreciate our conversation with Ali. We had so many different uh, viewpoints uh, being discussed and I thought it was you know, it, it's it's so easy to get obviously caught up in the hustle that one can become tunnel vision and not really take into account what's happening in the world and the culture around them. And so sometimes I think it's very necessary to have a conversation and you might not always have the exact same viewpoint as the, you know, the person across from you or something, but that's the time and space where you can come to an understanding. And I thought that was the most important thing. And I thought um, our conversations also about change and how we can, as people within the entertainment industry, as well as you and I as men can go about in trying to uh, help create a positive change. Well, you know, you and I had talked a lot over the last I would say month, month and a half about this issue, uh, you know, some small conversations, some bigger conversations. And we always said like, we need to talk about this on the podcast. And it was just finding the right time and making sure that it wasn't just us that we're talking about it. Um, well, and that's the, that's the key thing. It's that, you know, you can have two guys (laughs) talking about this issue, but that's not, it doesn't fully. It doesn't fully capture. Yeah, the absolutely. conversation. And so, um, if if you haven't listened to that episode, highly recommend it. You know, just the previous episode, episode thirty eight. Um, so please, after you listen to our, uh, you know, Christmas finale, as it were, please check it out. And uh, really, would like to hear what you guys think. I mean, from already from some of the people that we've heard from, though, it's really inspiring and well, really touching. It was. It was a really different conversation than I expected in in such a good way. And so I think it's not just uh, for those listening now that haven't listened to it. It's not just, this was bad. We don't need to do this. Like there was a really good conversation and a challenging conversation between each other, um, about this, this issue. Yeah. Well, and I mean, kind of speaking to a point where I know one of Ali's frustrations, what, um, with the me too movement of like, where is it going? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the end game, but it's kind of great to see that with this week with time magazine coming out and, you know, presenting this award, it's like, that's where it's leading to now. If, if it weren't on the national stage now, Mm -hmm. now it is. Well, it's, it's leading to an understanding that this is not okay anymore. Um, Case in point, there's, I'm not, 
you, I'm not going to say the director's name. You can figure it out. There's a director who recently was fired from a project. And when you looked at what they did, like they had people from the studio checking in on him. Like, yeah, this, this was a film. Set. This, this was for a film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had him on set. They had people on set watching him. He had like, it was a lot of monitoring. There have been long running rumors about him and things like that and how he treats certain people. And so, you know, it's seeing those kind of changes. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, nice. it's waking up the system that yeah. you can't have specifically men like this in power and not have it go um, untreated. And so it's, it's a, it's terrible that it's, happened and you know we we hope that we can start that change but it's great to see that quote unquote the reckoning is coming about and i'm hoping that as a society as as a people we can look at this moment and learn and grow right well i i know you mentioned you know um some uh, listeners that have listened to it and shown a lot of support for what we talked about um one of our listeners ashley um sent us a, 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 an amazing email uh, to us and, and kind of opened up to us about some things that she's experienced. I'm not going to go into detail. That's not my place. Uh, but it was very heartwarming to hear her. And this is not by any means us trying to pat ourselves on the back by any means. It's just, I think showing that opening up and talking about this in an open space, especially on a, on a podcast or someplace that is given out to others outside of this space um, is important and it really helped her find that courage to talk more about what has happened to her it um, I think it made her feel comfortable knowing that there were people like me and Michael and Allie and I'm obviously more people out there that support people who have had injustices done to them and have been hurt by other people in many forms and, you know, she sent this wonderful email and, and part of it I, I want to read because it really meant a lot to me and Michael, um, if you don't mind, yeah, uh, Michael. Please. Um, I st this is from Ashley's email. I started listening because of Kurt Mega, but I continue listening to support you guys. This podcast changed my life and helped me feel better about myself. You know, I moved to a new city, but when I moved, I was unemployed for the first time in five years. My depression hit me hard because it reminded me of when I couldn't work for medical reasons. You've introduced me to people I'd never known about, and the resilience is inspiring. I'm in I've enjoyed every single episode. I'm incredibly excited to see what you have planned for 2018. Um, I there was more to that email than than that, um, but I mean, I, I I text Michael like I literally teared up when I read that email because that is what this podcast was for, and even now, like talking about it, I'm 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 starting to get a little. Uh, hazy in the eyes um, what is that on your face Daniel? <laughs> it's uh, uh oh i'm sweating um no it's it, it's just you know this was to showcase people who are trying to and working their asses off in hollywood to live a dream that they've had since they were kids i mean at least 95 percent of our guests talk about creating things when they were kids and you know that's what this is about it's about a community coming together to show like their support and getting their names and their, their stories out. We say it at the beginning, sharing the stories of those trying to climb the ladder of success. That is our goal. And that I feel we've been very successful of that up to date. And to hear that email 
just meant so much to hear that we've inspired at least just one person in their life, you know? Yeah, well, I was just immediately struck by uh, the strength and the vulnerability that she was able to come to us and open up to us about this. I thought it was, um, it took so much courage and, you know, I, I couldn't, kind of what we talked about on the previous episode, one of the things I didn't expect with this podcast was how much I was going to be inspired by the, not only by the, our guests, but by the people that listen to this podcast. I, w- I wasn't prepared for that type of relationship. And it's just been a really beautiful thing to see not only the, the guests that come on and what we can learn from them, but really how this podcast affects other people. Well, and I, and the podcast in the sense of also community, you know, on Twitter, um, you handle a lot of our Twitter. I go on there as much as I can. Um, you know, you do a great job of responding to people and, and especially when someone posts, you know, just had a great audition or, uh, I have an audition later today, or I'm waiting to hear back about something or something involved with the, you know, the business, you, you're always really great about just kind of tweeting a response of support and, you know, Hey, let us know how it goes. We hope you hear something, you know, and, and, you know, people, you know, thank you. We get thank yous and we get a lot of responses where I think that just that little bit means a lot to people yeah. hearing someone support, you know, just if, that they have, have never met just go, Hey, I, I really hope you get this gig. That's awesome. Like that's as, as, as an, a creative myself. And I know for you, like, that that random show of support means so much. Well, and I think especially in this town where it can seem so jaded and so many people are obviously working towards their own uh, career and everything, it can it can appear that we're not rooting for each other. But I I think at least when I go into an audition room, one of the things that I always think about when I'm looking around at the other actors around me is I I just think, wow, there's so much talent. Yeah in this room. If I don't get this gig, I hope one of these people yeah. that I see in this room does because that would be awesome. Absolutely. And I think when it comes to social media and you know, building relationships with our listeners, I think it's it's got to be the same thing. It's we got to support each other because having the leading the life of an artist, it can be very lonely. Yeah. And especially in a town that you're not originally from, it can feel incredibly lonely. And I think it's important that we, you know, are there to cheer each other on, but to also be there for each other during some some of the harder times. And I think, um, you know, by having uh, someone like Ashley come up to us and, you know, be able to speak this beautiful and hard truth to us, I thought was just, wow. We're not just here to cheer, you know, for people's successes, but it's also to be able to be there and listen and, you know, encourage them and just it just build a relationship yeah and now and that's the most important thing for me i'm I'm taking from this experience and i just look forward to keep on doing it and and that's and that's we you know like we've talked about many times that's what this podcast was for that's what this meant was to bring a community together and and you know get people to know each other and there's things i know we want to do in the future maybe not next year maybe the year after but that's more a physical community as well um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it really meant a lot. Ashley, thank you so much for your email. Um, it, it truly touched me and Michael, 
uh, so much. And if anybody else wants to praise us or this podcast, you're more than welcome to. No, just kidding. <laughs> Send us all the praise. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Hustle Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, but seriously, uh, if anybody, if one person's been affected by this podcast in a positive way, then, you know, that's 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 awesome job done you know uh but uh onto a kind of a a a scarier uh note to kind of before we get into the happiness of christmas um if you haven't heard (laughs) uh by now uh when this comes out if if you don't live in the immediate area area hopefully by now by the time this comes out things are cleared up and hopefully getting back to normal um but there are several uh fires uh, across the outskirts of Los Angeles, near, like, near, near, near Los Angeles. Well, and then there's one in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, in Los Angeles. Like, just the closest I think I've ever seen mm-hmm. since I moved here, um, you know, wildfires being. But, uh, Michael, can you kind of explain what's going on and kind of give a little update sure, of, of where, course. So, where we're at? Um, if you've been listening to our podcast for some time, uh, a couple months ago, uh, back in October, I was very active in terms of updating you or you and the listeners on the status of the fires in Northern California. And now, unfortunately, it seems that Southern California is also going through the brunt of that. Uh, these fires appeared, uh, started um, in the early hours on Monday of the time of this recording, early Monday. And just like the fires in Northern California, um, it all came down to wind and you know, embers fly up in the wind and just carry them aloft and start new fires. And unfortunately, it started off in just north of Los Angeles in Ventura County uh, and near Ojai. And then we've also had fires spring up um, in Santa Clarita, which is just before you get into Los Angeles um, near the grapevine. We also have a fire going on in San Fernando Valley, uh, the Creek Fire, and then uh, just this morning, as I was on my way to work, I found out as of five o'clock today on uh, Tuesday uh, or Wednesday, December 6th, a fire sprung up just by um, the Getty Center. It's a museum along the 405 um, called the Sepulveda Pass. And it just, you know, today the Santa Ana winds were blowing so hard and it spread so fast. And so it, and I, I live in North Hollywood. I work in uh, near Beverly Hills, uh, so West LA, and immediately I knew something was wrong because there was traffic going <laughs> like already up to where I live, and normally that isn't the case. And so as I was started listening to NPR and finding out what happened, the LA, the city of LA, just shut down the 405. And I think anyone who doesn't live in LA has heard of the 405. SNL has definitely made jokes about the 405. Everyone knows about the 405, and they shut it down. And all of the cars came, th- flooded the streets of LA. So it took me near two hours to get to work. But uh, and working in the healthcare industry, I kind of he- was hearing about it all day from patients. So it's really intense. Unfortunately, at the time of this recording, uh, very little of the fires are contained. I know as far as the Creek Fire, which is the one going in San Fernando Valley, uh, just north of here, is 0% contained right now. As of uh, tomorrow, Thursday, December 7th, uh, firefighters are expected 0% containment again just due to wind conditions. 
So uh, thousands upon thousands, uh, thousands of acres of land have already been burned. Thousands of homes have been lost. So, you know, this is our Christmas uh, podcast, right? Our, our finale. But I just wanted to take a moment and, you know, for any of our listeners who are thinking of ways that they can maybe help, uh, we there's no information out there right now, but definitely checking out uh, funds online. Um, you know, the LA Times will be following up with this information, but... I think the last time you mentioned that, I thought was really important. You know, call, find out what cities are being affected and call the the city hall, call... Yeah, call local governments. Call local governments, call, find the the red cross or the the salvation army or the whatever in that city yeah and well, give them a call and just ask what do you need yeah what, what do you, you need know? do you need clothes do you, do you need blankets do you yeah, need yeah food water um, whatever especially for me as as i'm entering the holiday season and everything one thing my family uh discussed around uh the thanksgiving table was how thankful we are to be together yeah absolutely to be in a house and to be safe and, you know, to have this, but need to think about those that don't. And unfortunately, we're going through a time right now, and I know someone who might immediately lose their house. Um, and to think that, like, in a moment, that can change. Your life can change like that. It's Been pretty there. scary. So, um, you know, after this episode comes out, please you know, stay tuned to our social media where we're going to try and find ways to share information and how you can contribute. Um, contacting local governments is definitely encouraged. Um, checking out, you know, other big name charities that will obviously try and provide relief is important, but yeah, there's, there's some people that are going to need some help during this holiday season. A lot of people are spending the night at some friends' houses Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're thinking about everybody and, we hope everybody's safe, and if if you do need anything, feel free to contact us. We'll definitely help try to get you what you need as much as we can. Get get, get Michael the has a wonderful couch that you can sleep <laughs> on. Yeah, uh, well, we're actually getting our place ready here because we know some people whose families might yeah. be affected by this. So we're getting ready to maybe house some folks here for <laughs> maybe, for some days or you know hey, however long. Slumber party, man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, so. Um, gr- very grateful to be here with you Absolutely. in my apartment where <laughs> you know that we that we have and everything but mm-hmm. right i know right now that's not a place that people can be at so yeah absolutely um well you mentioned again uh what we talked about this is our uh finale part 2 our christmas episode uh final episode of the year mm-hmm. um how you feeling Man, just after talking about that, I mean, <laughs> I feel like 2017 has been a year of drastic change for myself personally, creatively, and just the world. Yeah. We've we've been going through something. We've been working through it, and Mother Nature has been working through it as well. Yeah, and so, um, agreed. I I feel. <laughs> I, that's that. Like if I if I had to capture a feeling with sound, that would be it right now. I feel like this is the first like end of the year where I'm seeing like January first like a finish line, like yeah. where it's just gotta get there. <laughs> gotta get there. Get to the end. You know this this podcast has been amazing. It's definitely like I mentioned the last. It's been one of the best things for me about 2017. Um, and but as we've talked about, it is a lot of work 
to do it and, and it's just it really is uh just me and michael and uh you know katra came on for a little bit which was great she helped us out a lot and her effects are still she, re- she really gave us like she leveled us up yeah she <laughs> she leveled us up on social media and other places and and those effects are still here with us and we truly appreciate that so shout out to katra um but yeah it just it there's this feeling of fulfillment especially towards the podcast we're at 39 episodes uh didn't know if we'd get past 10 <laughs> um you know and i we've had some amazing guests we've had some amazing conversations um i'm a talker so this is one of the best things for me <laughs> in the world is just being able to sit down with someone and just have a conversation whether it's recorded or not um and just meeting all these new people who I'm still in contact with, I still chat with, I, I support them on social media and whatever they're doing. It just, it's helped me broaden my LA life in a huge way. And, and, and I couldn't be more grateful to you, Michael, for all the work you've put into this podcast and, and how you came in and you just committed to it. And, and it's truly meant a lot. You've, you've, we've had so many conversations and, <laughs> and uh, G chats and phone calls about this podcast, exciting ones and stressful ones and trying to figure out schedules and, Oh no, this audio is bad or we can't use this audio. And, and it's been, an, it's been a crazy ride. It's been a learning experience oh, and it's God. been a ride and it's been a wonderful journey. And the thing is, what I also remind myself is that this is just the beginning. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it feels like I've been doing this for years. Uh, <laughs> right? Doesn't it, though? It's In a been, good way. It's In been a, good a while way. since March when we started our Kickstarter. But, uh, that um, feels like so long ago. Yeah. But I, I think what's important is that just like with acting or writing and everything, it all starts with a rough draft. It all starts... And then you go through the process, and then you go, uh, you rehearse it, and you put and it up on its feet. Now we're perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, maybe it's it's a constant refining, and I think you and I we had an idea of what this show was when we started our Kickstarter. Now we know what it is and what the for what more potential it has to become. I think it's, that's that's a good way to put it. I think, we, again, going back to the last episode we talked about a little bit where, you know, the first episode is completely... The first episode that we recorded with Jessa is completely different than where we are now. And, you know, it was such... You could, I, you could listen to it and tell. It's like, I was just happy. I wasn't like, so you do theater. <laughs> and... What is theater? What is stage? How spell theater? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I was just happy that it was a it was a conversation and and I was able to ask her questions and there was a comfortability and I think she was such a great first interview because she was so relaxed and she was such a comfortable person to talk to. Yeah, when I thought of like what's what, who is one of the first people we could talk to that can just like blow your mind yeah and because daniel you had never met jessica nope. hannah before i was like shout get, out jessica ready. Hannah. get ready get yeah. ready she's to, gonna blow your mind shout out to jessica hannah in the bootleg theater or real quick i just she she said like you know how theater just like blew her brain yeah. against the wall <laughs> yeah. she did that with yeah. daniel's brain it, it, yeah she did and because i left like oh my gosh that could not have gone better and she was a storyteller and she just 
talked and just gave such wonderful information but and stories and jokes. But also talked a lot about Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she talking about moving here and using, you know, a real map, like a live in your hands map atlas to find her way around. And it was, it was perfect. And and to see where this has gone and what we've done since then, the the team hustle episodes, the uh, uh, different people we've had on. It's just been amazing and, and to to finish it off with a christmas episode just seems perfect yeah and you know it's this time of year uh, i'm just always feel filled with warmth and just very uh very appreciative of being with friends and with family and i feel like with this podcast i've found a new family in la or any new city that you move to that's always i feel like the most important thing when you're in a new place is Where's my family? Who's my family? Building your tribe, building your your group of support that you can constantly go to and realizing that w- whether it's our guests or it's our listeners, we have that. Yeah. And 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 for me, you know, feeling less like an outsider. Like I feel more integrated in the creative community um and just their passion for coming on. And just so, you know, talking to Allie, when we messaged Allie, like, hey, can you, do you mind coming back on? She was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, just, it's great because that says about something about our podcast and what we're doing. And again, it's also artists. Yeah. Whether you're a musician, an actor, what what have you, artists collaborate. Yeah. And And listen. And I think regardless of like, hey, can you improvise something real quick or whatever, it's like... That's what we do. We yeah. we come together. We collaborate. Well, and, well yeah. what I was going to say is, you know, her saying yes says something about us running this podcast that she could have easily been like, oh, I don't want to record with those guys again, especially after the what we went through <laughs> recording her podcast. She could have easily been like, oh, no, we're not going. I'm not going to do that again. But like it just it says a lot of the work we've put in to make this a professional, uh, well put together podcast that people can respect and enjoy being on Mm -hmm. and says a lot about me and you hopefully that they enjoy talking to us and hanging out with us um (laughs) but yeah so christmas is coming up Mm -hmm. uh you know i i i come from a very traditional christian family i'm not sure in the sense of are you lutherans we uh even (laughs) though my last name is lutheran we are not Not lutheran uh we celebrate christmas uh we have our own traditions though mm. and um it's it's fun what, what what do you guys do well you know with with my mom and, and dad back back in the day um we our main thing was we would go to church on christmas eve um do the candle silent night recession and all that stuff and procession not recession and then um we'd go home and we would open presents that would be kind of our opening our presents from each other yeah and then christmas morning santa would come and uh, now my Santa did not wrap the gifts. I know some Santas wrap the you, gifts. I, for a second, I got excited. My Santa did not wrap. <laughs> some what Santa, did he do? He, he rocked out. He rocked out. <laughs> uh, he did folk country. Um, some some sometimes Santa will wrap other people's gifts. Our Santa did not. Um, but uh, you know, it was still fun. It was still one of those things where I I just remember like barely being able to sleep on Christmas Eve because I was so excited for Santa to be there, and I remember some Christmases were like the whole family would be at our house and like my aunts would be sleeping in the living room and I would be sleeping on the floor in my mom's room because my grandmother was in my bedroom. And, and I just remember like all of us kids, like 
just waiting for us to be able to like go out the door and like see what Santa brought us. Nice. Um, how about you guys? What did you guys do when you were a kid? Oh, when I was a kid, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's a, a kid, man. When I was a kid, man. Uh, no, my it's kid, man. My parents did a really good job at creating the magic of Christmas. My mom's British. My dad's American, and I don't know. My they just had a fun way of getting everything ready on Christmas Eve. We would really spend the day together as a family. We would always go out to see a movie on Christmas Eve. That was one of our big traditions. We would always go to see a new movie. Um, I, and I remember that was actually how I experienced uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. And that was like a big awakening moment. And so I made sure that every uh, year thereafter when there was a Lord of the Rings film coming out in theaters, that was the movie that my family was seeing because of me. I remember my sister slept through most of Two Towers. She was like, there's trees, talking, why, sleep. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yes, Two Towers is such a it's, great... It's my favorite one. And everyone's like, no, Return of the King's better. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Two Towers is the best one, I think. Well, I, I, the Battle of Minas Tirith had to top Helm's Deep. Because Helm's Deep is one oh. of the most fantastic battle Helm's, sequences. Helm's, I, I, I watched that... I'll watch that movie just for that battle. Like I'll put that and just put that scene on because it is cinematically just a perfect battle. It's breathtaking. But I will say Return of the King, Battle of Minas Tirith does a fantastic job. Oh, it's fantastic. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to put – Return of the King is excellent. Yeah. But Two Towers to me is the best one. Yeah. So I Anyways. (laughs) So that was – so we would always see a movie and then we would come home and then we'd watch more movies. Like – and that's kind of – now talking about love for film and stuff, that's kind of part of it. It was like with Christmas Eve came watching movies, all these movies, uh, uh, the, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, uh, Miracle on 34th Street, uh, you know, just all the classic ones. It's a Wonderful Life. The Christmas Story. That's my dad's like go to. Like we have to watch the Christmas Story. It's not hard when it's <laughs> playing tw- nonstop on TNT. Exactly. See, now that's one of those movies where I always turn it on at the same spot, and it's always the c- part where he's in the classroom and he starts daydreaming with it, uh, and his teacher becomes the wicked witch. Yeah, it becomes the witch. Like, yeah, see, here I am. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and like his mom shows up randomly, and it, like, yeah. that's every time. That is where I will turn that movie on, without a doubt. There's so much good that comes before that moment. <laughs> I know. I miss a lot. <laughs> so we would always watch that, and then uh, all of us kids, we we're always procrastinators about wrapping our gifts. So as we're watching movies, like always like a couple of the siblings will like go upstairs and wrap presents together for everyone else. And then around 11 o'clock or midnight, all of the kids would like proceed with bringing down all the wrapped gifts and I have two older brothers. There's I don't know why. I just saw you guys as like the Von Trapp family coming exactly. down the stairs, like singing some song, like singing some song, some, like, about Lu- like Lutheran family song. Like <laughs> we're not like, Lutherans, here, but our last name is Lutheran. Here comes our presents, and we're so happy to open them. <laughs> Woo! Um, and so we would bring them down, and then because there's four of us kids, that's not a lot of room around a Christmas tree, and so like my parents. It was brilliant. I think it, my mom just thought about the organization aspect of it. Like, there's certain sections of the room that's like, oh, that's for Michael. That's for Dave. That's, you know. And so we would do that. And then we watch more movies until late into the evening until we all go to bed. And then Santa would somehow 
at some point of the night, despite how much I tried to be alert, somehow get you. a Christmas stocking winds its way at the end of my bed. Mm-hmm. Started off downstairs, ends up at the end of my bed. How did it get there? <laughs> it's, it was empty. Now it's full. What happened? It's magic, Michael. It's magic. You're a wizard, Michael. <laughs> but I have to say, like, that's probably my most favorite part of Christmas was like is waking up and feeling that stocking at the end of my bed because it's just like and the way that it's presented it's just always so magical and then there's always like before we go downstairs to sh- uh, to get our presents there's always like a reveal party where everyone come like you know goes upstairs and like shows who's it like what's in whose stocking and stuff like that and then we go down and now that we have like my my niece Molly and Ori, it's all about them. Oh, of course. So we watch them open their gifts first and play and mm-hmm. with them, and then, uh, well, now me and Karen, we don't get there until like around noon. Mm-hmm. So my parents wait to do presents and everything until we oh, get nice. home, which nice. is really nice. Um, and so yeah, it's but it it would always be like a build, like right. Christmas is. Watch movies, watch movies. Oh, wonder, fantastical movies. Wonder, wonder, wonder. Watch more movies. And then we do, uh, we never did uh, presents on Christmas Eve. We always do it on Christmas. Christmas Day. Yeah, you know, when the way we did it was like, we always had our tree against the window. So we didn't like sit, and all the, all the presents are usually just kind of, they they're tried to keep together at least they're like they'd be kept together by who brought them so like if you know my mom's and presents from my mom and my dad or my stepdad would all be in like the same spot like presents from me would all be in the same spot but the who they're going to is kind of spread out so i one of the traditions is that i always play santa oh, um, nice. not even before the beard <laughs> and um and so i'll pass out everybody's presents and mm-hmm. so everybody has a spot in the living room um and I would pass everybody's presents out and then we take turns opening gifts. And that yeah, way, that's kind of what we do. Everyone gets to see what that person got. They get to kind of have their moment with it and we can take pictures or whatever, if it's like a really cool gift. Mm-hmm. And so, and some people aren't big fans of it. Cause they just want to, so it's like the kids, they just want to open their gifts and they my, hate, they have to stop. My niece Molly follows after her, my brother, John, and they just want to go through as all of yeah. their gifts as fa- quickly as possible. Well, now, now we usually, what we do, cause the kids obviously get, a ton of gifts. Yeah. Um, we do the round thing until all the adult gifts mm-hmm. are open, which is about maybe like two or three. Yeah. And then we go, kids go crazy. And yeah. then the kids just get to open the rest of their gifts and go, go nuts. Yeah. With Molly now, uh, ever since like she, she was being able to walk and talk and understand what we were saying to her. She's kind of become our Santa picking out the presents and, you know, choosing who opens what, when, but then we also kind of make sure like, if I'm excited about this particular gift for this person, I'll give that to them. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, you know, the things I remember like really, you know, strongly about when I was a kid is like, I remember like waking up to, to go like, okay, I'm going to go see if Santa's here. And like, Sneaking out my door and just kind of peeking out, making sure I don't twirling catch him. your beard. Yeah, making sure like I don't want to catch him. I don't want to scare him off. Yeah, and like okay, he's not there. I'll kind of walk out to the living room and just see all the gifts just kind of strewn out around yeah. the living room. And and I just, and I, I remember my mom making coffee and coming out in her her robe, and my dad coming out, and all of us kind of just opening our stockings mm-hmm. and. And just like just spending time, and on Christmas we usually watch. That's we watch Christmas movies, and we'd play games of some sort, cards or yeah. a board game, 
and it was just really about spending time with each other. Like that was Christmas was the spending time. And like Christmas Eve was the, you spend time, but it's more about like the dinner and, and going to church. And, oh, see, we, and we do like the that. dinner on Christmas evening, oh, no. oh, not, see, not yeah. Christmas Eve. See, we do dinner Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day is leftovers and it's kind of like Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's kind of leftovers and just relaxing. Like that was my, like my big thing is like my mom didn't cook on Christmas. Like yeah. that was like, I'm not cooking today. <laughs> it's Christmas. Um, and so she would just make a ton Christmas Eve and we would snack out on Christmas day. Yeah. No. And, and I, if I think about it, like Christmas day, we normally snack, snack, snack. And then there's the big meal. And then that's, do you, now, do you guys do the traditional like ham? My mom will typically, it's almost like Thanksgiving 2.0 where <laughs> there's too much food. Yeah, exactly. Where we'll still have a turkey, but then it's also Christmas ham. But this year, there's a lot of talk about changing it up. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but in a good way because. The, did you get on the phone? This can't happen. This can't. Well, the, like Karen doesn't eat like turkey mm-hmm. or ham. Uh, she eats uh, seafood and, or, or vegetarian diet. <laughs> the complete opposite of my wife <laughs> yeah well and so my mom like she, so she always tries to find a way to make something for karen but this year she was like "Ooh, maybe we'll have crab <laughs> my, or in my mom's voice maybe we'll have crab christmas crab <laughs> yes exactly well she's like "Ooh, that sounds good and so <laughs> i like that your mom is kind of a monty python character <laughs> exactly and so she threw out the idea of like maybe having crab and like that sounds ribs good. can i i'm i'm ooh, i'm coming up <laughs> Cribs. <laughs> cribs. There we go. Uh, We're having cribs I'm, I'm, this uh, Christmas. Set a table for one, another seat for one. I will be there as <laughs> Sorry, as Nolan. You don't get Sorry, to see Nolan. Daddy. Daddy's going up north. <laughs> for some cribs. Not because he's Santa Claus. Or am I? <laughs> Find out next year. Um, oh, but, I was going to no, just real quick yeah. share one of my favorite things I realized is growing up. I grew up on a military base, mm-hmm. on an Air Force base. And you were saying how you really liked setting up the cookies for Santa right. and stuff. For me, my dad, I don't know, this was his way of messing with us or whatever. But he was like, what about the reindeer? And so <laughs> we would always leave out like raw carrots yeah, we and did that celery. Too. Yeah. But the thing is, in military housing, we didn't have uh, a fireplace. <laughs> So you're like how, and so we're like, where where is he going to land? Because there, the section of our mm-hmm. house that had a flat roof was only so small. Have you not seen the Santa Claus? A chimney appears, appears, and it it, it and it fluctuates, and uh, he's weightless. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what my dad would do, like, so, and also in our base housing, there was no separate backyards. There was just continuous yard. All the kids could play around in, but in our backyard, we had like a court that we would always have like as a basketball court area. But we would, for at least several years growing up, we would draw like a, a landing strip <laughs> with chalk. <laughs> so we would have a landing strip with like d- dashed lines. And then at the end of the runway was carrots and celery. <laughs> And vegetables. And you would have an orange bright vest and some... Air, <laughs> exactly. air, well, like maybe like a mannequin yeah, just lights. like... Yeah, just hanging Rotating there. arms with the <laughs> lights or right whatever. Here. Right here is where you want to land. Exactly. Just that Lutheran home. And so for me, when I would wake up like, yes, did Santa get his cookies? Awesome. But then I would go out in the backyard and like, did did Comet get his carrot? And like all, all of the carrots would be like munched on and like half eaten and stuff. I, I was just, like, I just yes. imagine... 
Oh man, I just imagine like this this like small landing strip. Like Santa's like, yeah, I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty steep. I, but I got this. I got this. Let me downshift real I'm quick. Top gun it real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so yeah. See, for us, like Christmas Eve, like I said, Christmas Eve was our big dinner. We always, for the most part, did chicken fried steak. That was our Ooh. Christmas dinner. It, I, I, it, I don't know why. I love my mom's. It's my grand, great grandmother's recipe. I love it. It's just. Can you describe chicken fried steak? Yeah, chicken fried. It's 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 steak. That's cut like a chicken. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's fried. It's got like a breading on it, um, like a soft breading. Um, it's kind of, it's steak. I don't know why it's called chicken fried. I think it's cooked yeah. in chicken stock maybe. Or, or is it maybe that it's like you normally don't fry steak. Maybe. You fry I, chicken. I don't, yeah. Maybe that's so why. you fry the steak like it's yeah, chicken. May, maybe. I, I don't, honestly don't know why Unless it's Unless it's a chicken that's frying the steak. So you're confusing me now. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I'm uncomfortable. Um, I'm uncomfortable. Um, but no, I you know, and we have that corn, mashed potatoes, green beans. Like it was a nice little spread, some gravy. Like that was our Christmas Eve. And even now, like when I go home for Christmas, like my mom makes chicken fried steak, and she'll call me like we're eating chicken fried steak, and like I'm like, uh, send me some dry set and get it over here. If, if anyone in LA knows where Daniel can get some good <laughs> chicken fried steak, let, let me him know. know. Um, she like when she visited the first time she visited when she came to see Nolan when he was born. She made us all chicken fried steak when she was here because she knew like how much I love it. Um, but yeah, that's we do that and it's just it's so so good. Yeah, but we would do the cookies and I forgot. I think we would leave oats. For the reindeer? Oats? I think so. I reindeer don't want no oats. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> they were always gone, Michael. <laughs> but, I w- yeah, I would leave the milk and the cookies. And um, I think that was one of the coolest things. And that's, like, with Nolan, that's really cool is, like, making Christmas cookies. Well, and also just making traditions, yeah. right? Like, making that oh, magic. absolutely. Realism. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, like, so now our mine and my, Angie's tradition, when we moved out here, we kind of started building our own. And, you know, we started doing... Uh, on Christmas Eve was Chinese food and Christmas movies. So we'd go get Chinese food, and then we'd just start. We'd watch Love Actually, The Santa Claus, Elf, Bad Santa. Uh, you know, as much as long as we could stay awake, we'd have some wine and just enjoy. And then Christmas Day, we'd open maybe one gift, and then Christmas Day we would do the more mm-hmm. Christmas sharing, you know, different gifts and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, and then Christmas Day, I think we would just continue. We'd watch more Christmas movies and. Hang out. I think usually we'd we'd cook something small, but mainly snack most of the day. And uh, Angie would usually make some kind of treat, like bake some cookies or something. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we're baking cookies with Nolan for Santa. He has a Santa plate, and a, he has this cool like Santa milk bottle that my mom got him um, that we can put milk in, and mm-hmm. we set that out. And it's just it's really cool with a kid because you're seeing it through his eyes now. And it's it's you see the excitement and the fun like him putting up the Christmas tree for him was so much fun and how he just got so excited to hang ornaments and he got to pick out his own ornament out of a store and he like he'll point that out to us every day. This is my ornament. <laughs> We're like yeah, this one is mine. This is no mine. one else looked Don't at it. Don't you dare touch it. <laughs> and and like he was like, we need to put a star at the top of the tree. <laughs> and like <laughs> like he's just so funny with it. He loves when we get when I pick him up from school and we get home, our Christmas lights are on, and he's like, the Christmas lights are on, and he just Yay. gets so excited. And you know, so just seeing that and and experiencing that with him and. 
is just how excited he gets to open his toys. And uh, the best part, and you'll know this when you're a kid, when you have a kid, is that they'll open one toy and they want to play with play that with toy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you see it with your nieces. I'm sure yeah. or niece and oh, nephews. Definitely. And, and so you're like, no, no, you have eight more gifts you need to open. And plus, we still have to Skype with both both the grandparents. Uh, that that's always the struggle here is is doing the Skype call and mm-hmm. picking the time and making sure we're all together. And they want to see him open his gifts. And mm-hmm. so it, that that part does make it a little tough. But uh, but overall, it's 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 building your own thing here. Yeah. You know, has has y'all's tradition changed much since you were a kid? Uh, Other than obviously you arriving later, and I think with like me being in LA, hmm. once that happened, certain traditions laxed, like the movies, like going to see a movie at the movie theater. The, my sister, like for years, was like trying to push that happening, but I think as you get older, part of it is also letting those traditions lax a little bit, and you know, it comes to appreciating one another and just hanging out with each well, other. You know, lives change, yeah, situations li- change. Yeah, and I mean, every year my mom always says like, oh, I wish you could be up for Christmas Eve and, you know, but it's like... And then start singing, I can't wait to meet your mom. She's pretty cool. She'll be here in February. I've heard her talk. I've heard her on the phone. Yeah, but... No, I mean, things obviously change, especially spending Christmas also with Karen's family and, and learning their traditions. And then me and Karen also, kind of like you were saying, you and Angie, like finding, especially between our two Christmases, finding time for our own Christmas. And, you know, whether it's like sometimes we can only get each other one gift or something like that, but still creating that time to just spend with each other. And it's it's really nice. And also, since not having... Uh, acting class and my schedule is a bit more free enjoying my time uh, with her and you know we've lately been really good about like hey we got a free night like what do we want to do do we and so the other night we watched bad santa 2 and then we uh, watched some stranger things and you know with the lights out here in the living room but you know you have the christmas tree on it's it just feels special so it's been really nice. You know, just wait till that one day when you and Karen decide not to go up for Christmas and <sighs> all I, hell will break yeah. loose. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> You're not coming up here for Christmas? You're, what do you mean? <laughs> you will come here. <laughs> you will rule the day. You shall not stay home. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> And then, like, there's a massive earthquake, and now it all just uh, all fall, falls apart. Your, your whole life is cursed. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's hearing that like it sounds so. It it's it sounds so much fun from mm-hmm. like what you you experienced, you know, with your traditions and 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 it's it always you know both of ours kind of deal with movies. Yeah, what, what which are, is pretty cool. What are some of your favorite Christmas movies? Oh, like, your, what are your go to like every Christmas? Have to watch have this. Have to watch this movie or these movies. I'll I'll give three. Die Hard one, Die Hard two. What die? What? There was a second hard, one. Skip Die Hard three. Live hard, live for, live free or die hard. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Uh. For me, the number one, the Santa Claus. I have uh, to watch that movie. Yep. And you know, as an adult now, I can look back on that movie and like, oh, there there's some flaws or whatever. But I just Man. I love that movie because. 
kind of like Mrs. Doubtfire. It's a movie where you're seeing someone become someone else. Yeah. There's a there's <laughs> a transformation. There's yeah. a, you know, and so and Tim Allen was always so funny when I was a kid mm-hmm. and so uh Have you seen the honest trailer? I haven't. <laughs> I, I'm so, sure. Oh my god, it's amazing. I'm sure, and I haven't seen any of the, you know, sequels that came out after no, it. I, I have no idea. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not gonna try <laughs> the, and watch the, it. The third one wasn't as bad as the second one. Interesting. Still not great. <laughs> yeah, but I have to watch the Santa Claus. Uh, I also have to watch the Christmas Story. Like mm. my dad, like that's a tradition. Like when I watch that movie, I think of him, and so mm-hmm. when we get to watch that together, it's great. And yeah. my dad just like. Is your dad the dad? In, yes, in that he movie? is. He's, he's become <laughs> that dad. Well, I, I really, my dad's Gene Shepard, who's the guy, who's the story, the guy narrating the story. Right. It's his story, right. and that really sounds like my dad. Like my dad identifies so much because he's from, you know, Midwest America, right. Youngstown, Ohio, and like growing up in that time right. period that's depicted. And I, I didn't realize that movie wasn't made like was made in the eighties. Yeah, it feels like such an older film because they are able to capture mm-hmm. that time period so well. Um, are you are you guys going to substitute it with the live uh, Christmas story that's that's airing on, I think, ABC, I want to say, or NBC? That's happening? Yeah. Or Fox. It might be Fox. The things I Fox. miss when I don't have yeah. cable so television. It's, a, it's like a, the live musicals they've been doing. Yeah. It's, it's the Christmas story live. Is it like the just the movie just reenacted? Just or A play-filmed version? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That could be very scary watching with my dad. It's it's probably going to be my, terrible. My dad might become violent. <laughs> what is this? You've ruined everything. Exactly. And then I would say another movie, and I've already watched it mm-hmm. when I was up there with my family for Thanksgiving, and I'm probably going to rewatch it again. You might laugh at me for this good classic cinematic feature. Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> love, and Sinbad. I need that toy. <laughs> Put that cookie down now. Um, and Phil Hartman. And I watch oh, now, especially as an adult, watch that movie and watch Phil Hartman. And it's so sad that we don't have him. He's a, these, oh, but so him good. in that movie is absolutely brilliant. He's like amazing. He plays every single moment he possibly could have. Yeah. And so watching that movie, it's like my siblings what's, especially. What's the toy? Turbo Man. Turbo, turbo Man. <laughs> turbo Man. I need uh, a Turbo Man. <laughs> Turtle Man. Tur- no, Turbo Man. Ah, <laughs> Sinbad. Yeah. Uh, John Belushi. Or, uh, Jim, or Belushi. James Belushi. Jim, yeah, Jim As Belushi. Yeah, Jim Belushi. The Evil Santa. Uh huh. So it's, it's. That's a good one. It's, That's a it's fun a one. It's a good one. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, but if I had to give it three off the top of my head. Oh, and of course. Too late. <laughs> oh, and of course, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I never I, I never got into It's Wonderful Life. I actually did a rate like a, a, a kind of a like the you said somebody does a radio play version of It's a Wonderful Life here. Yeah, I actually performed. I was uh, the the evil banker. I forget his name. Oh, uh, Potter. Yeah, Mr. I play Potter. I play Pot, Mr. Potter, and and a very similar thing like that. Nice. Uh, kind of a narrated read through. Oh, okay. Of it, um, but yeah, It's a Wonderful Life has just never been one that I've connected well, with. Um, so Daniel's referring to a theater production here, actually in North Hollywood. I'll, I'll give a quick shout out theater unleashed. They're mm-hmm. a theater company that I'm a member of yep. every year. They do, uh, a very diehard Christmas. Yep. 
which is a musical parody of, yes, Die Hard. And Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Fight me if you think I'm wrong. And then they also do It's a Wonderful Life, the radio play. Slightly adjusted, though, it's it's still the movie, but they the Jim Marnica, the playwright, has built an outside storyline mm. about the actors who are performing in the said radio mm. play. So maybe you could check that out. Yeah, and, okay, you know, yeah. It's, ma- can... Maybe it'll get, be a different spin on the story. Oh, you sure. might like that. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um. Yeah. For for me, it's it's definitely Love Actually is one of my wife's and my favorite movies. Oh yeah, Karen. Um, I didn't know that movie until I started oh, uh, dating Karen. And- it just you watch that movie, and by the end of it, there's some sad moments in it, but by the end of it, it's just you're like just so filled filled with joy and and just like with the Beach Boys song playing at the end, and you're just, you're just ready to hug somebody. It is the the. Because it was also that that was the movie that sparked like let's have every celebrity in all of the movies and yeah. we'll just have like random storylines and they'll yeah. all connect. Yeah, but the, it was the only one that's done it well. And um, that one, a big one for me, a must watch every Christmas is uh, a Muppets Christmas Carol. I love. See, I think I've only seen that in bits and pieces. Oh, I love. Like I could literally like every moment. I still watched as a kid. Like I love that movie mm-hmm. and. I know the songs. I know the the jokes. I I can quote them pretty easily. It's 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 one Actually, of my. You know that one because I, think I do a good Kermit. It's Michael Caine's best performance, I think. <laughs> uh, even better than him as Alfred. Um, oh, he's so good at it. He's Alfred. so he's such a good Scrooge, especially like playing against Muppets. Mm-hmm. He just it's just so well done, and you truly start you believe all of this is really happening, and mm-hmm. and the songs are fun, and it's it's just one of my favorites. And you. I'm, I'm sure Nolan has seen oh, that. Then he has because Fozzie Bear is his bear. Yeah, right? Fozzie Bear is one of his bears, and he, uh, he, he has seen it. He loved. He we put on the Muppet Show for him, uh, but he he'll, he'll watch it again this season. He's not a sit down yet and like watch watch something, mm-hmm. but he'll he'll stare at it every now and then. He'll stare. But uh, whenever if that's a movie for me, if it's on and I'm not doing anything, if I'm just like flipping through channels, I will stop and watch that movie. Yeah, because I love it so much. Um, that one, Bad Santa. Is another one. Oh, that, that's um, become my dad's like yeah. new favorite. The Santa thing. Claus is a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Elf is a big one. I, I remember seeing. I always it. forget about Elf, but it's uh, so good. I remember seeing Elf in the theater, and I was like, I'm probably gonna hate this movie because it's it just seems like a very kid. It was know, also movie. one of like post SNL Will like Ferrell movies. For, well, it's one of his first few. Yeah, it yeah. was a little after like Anchorman. and I went and watched it, and I was so shocked how much I loved that movie when I saw it because it was so. Well done, where it could be for kids and adults. Like John mm. Favreau did such a great job. With Is that, that John film. Favreau? Yeah, John Favreau directed wow. it. Oh, I just remembered. Mm. Uh, you mentioned like kids, mm-hmm. like a movie for kids yeah. and adults. Polar Express. Oh, that's a great one. That's one that like that's a fantastic one. I remember seeing that in theaters and just like my mind being in blown. Three, I saw it in three D at the IMAX. Oh, jealous. Suck but like I watch that movie now with my niece and it. It's just so special because it's mm-hmm. it's a movie that goes so long without dialogue. Yeah, and it's all about magic. And because it's animation, there's that nice storybook quality to it. And also, t- Tom Hanks oh, is awesome. just brilliant in anything that he does. Did you, now, did you guys ever were y'all was the Nutcracker part of y'all's tradition when you were a kid? Actually, it was because my sister. Um, She's a dancer. She, she she was a dancer. Yeah, so she grew up since the age of three. My sister. Um, was in ballet. Mm. And so every Christmas 
we would always see the Nutcracker or some variation some like variation Clara's Gift. Um, and so we always saw the live version. My my sister hasn't danced now in a couple of years, and it's been a while since she did like a Nutcracker. But I have to say, I used to be like, oh gosh, we have to see this ballet performance. Jeez, <laughs> mom. Um, you were already you were very Californian already. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I'm driving at the 405, <laughs> but now I do miss it. I do miss going. Yeah. I do miss going to see ballet and watching that kind of performance because, like all live performance, it's wonderful just going and being there and experiencing, experiencing dance, especially like that type of yeah. dance where there is a story to it, but there's also just so much appreciation for the, the form right. and the technique. Well, that, that's something that my wife's uh, mom and stepdad does that I think is really cool is when the kids, uh, uh, the nephews and the nieces, when they reach a certain age, they get to go with them mm. to see the Nutcracker and it's become this big tradition. So like when the, the kids a ballet do, yeah, the, yeah. And then okay. when the kids are like too young, they're like, no, I want to go. I was like, nope, next year. That's when yeah. you get to go. And, and they go and they it's just because it's a big night they go to eat and yeah. it's a huge thing for them and so i think that's i love that that's part of their tradition is taking them to see this piece of art that that's done and and ex- letting them experience something that's not a movie yeah that's told through all dance and music mm-hmm. now funny enough the nutcracker fun trivia for our listeners was my first paid performance as an actor I was I was doing a storybook theater mm-hmm. uh, in my local uh, theater when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, you get paid fifty to a hundred dollars for the entire run of the show." And like me as a preteen, I'm like, "What? Fifty to a hundred dollars <laughs> to perform? That I'm gonna be me rich. an actor." <laughs> and so I played Ted, the Mouse King's dumb brother, <laughs> <laughs> and like it really was like. It fits. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it totally fit. But, you know, it was very much the doofus uh, sidekick. But it was a lot of fun. And w- But that was performing for kids. It was storybook theater. And, th- like, that was also magical. So I, I miss having, like, and, and I'm sure, Daniel, you might uh, relate to this, maybe performing in your church. But, like, having, like, a performance during the holidays is also really fun. Well, funny enough, my fir- one of my first onstage performances was as the ghost of Christmas Present. Oh, in, really? Uh, a Christmas Carol at my... I was in my sixth grade class. They decided to do this musical, and I had a song and everything in it. Do you remember a tune or a line? I think, or- it, was, I think it was the song that's in a, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, which, like, all around, like that. I don't remember the song off the, right off the, bay, uh, you know, off the bat, but it's that, like, look around and everything is beautiful, like that kind of song. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was that was my one of my first. I didn't get paid $50. Ah, I know. I've but it was, it. I wore, like, this really thick robe, and I was, like, surrounded by, like, fake food and i was sitting in this like throne chair um but it was it was a lot of fun it was one that was definitely one of my first performances did you guys watch the um like the claymation christmas stuff like the rudolph the red nosed oh, reindeer and like and the day the you know uh, mr claw like santa claus like how he became santa claus well, to this day we'll still we have a vhs um christmas carol of walt like walt disney or disney christmas carols and it's just a mash, not a mashup, but it's just, you know, I think it only runs like a half hour to 45 minutes in total. But it's just like your usual, you know, uh, jingle bells, jingle bells, but like, you know, animated. And to 
uh, some of their movies or, um, you know, there's a Mickey one. And we'll watch that every year, especially with my uh, with baby Ori now. She's two years old, so we'll definitely be playing that over and over and over, I'm sure. Yeah, the, the, I just remember those for, like, the Heat Miser and Cold Miser. It's like, they call me Heat Miser because whatever I touch. <laughs> like, that's like, really? It's like, oh, it's very, it has a little top hat. And like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Nice. Um, I, I just remember, like, those would come on, and yeah, there's just – I wasn't. We were never a big parade people. We never really yeah, watched we've never, the parade. I've I think never it may, watched the parade. I think it may have been on, but like we weren't like sitting and be like, "Ooh, what balloons next?" Like yeah. we you know, we weren't big into we, it. But we were always the family of like, if someone gets a movie as part of their gifts, we'll mm-hmm. put that movie. on. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We were always like that too. Yeah. Um, or like if someone got like a board game, we'd open that yeah. and play the board game. And me being, I don't know. I had two older brothers, so one of them would normally always get a video game. I would just spend the rest of the afternoon watching them play the video. <laughs> play the video. Ooh, what are you doing? How do you do it? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Michael, do you want to play? Uh, sure. sure. I would die. Just give us back the remote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny how your family traditions change and evolve as you grow up. And there's a little bit sense sometimes of like loss of mm-hmm. like the few, the former uh, traditions, but just a lot of, uh, fun and excitement and anticipation for the new traditions and, and yeah, the traditions when, that you build as you grow and, and your life situations change. Yeah, well, and you can keep those traditions. It's just they they change a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, now we have Netflix, which, thank goodness. And they always put a whole crap load of Christmas movies. Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I think there's always ways to amend certain traditions to fit the times or to your, to your situation. And I think whether you're with family or with your friends, I think, you know, just being with your, your family and friends are the family that you get to choose. And that's, like I said, the first, one of the first Christmases here when we didn't go back, because the first Christmas we didn't go back home. Um, We had a potluck with friends and just spent Christmas with them. And that was, that was our family here. And, that was just as meaningful and just as fun as going home and being with that, you know, family, family. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Christmas is definitely my favorite holiday. I, I love the feeling of Christmas. I love, I feel like people are nicer to each other around Christmas. I feel, I don't know if it's a weird, I don't know if the planet shift or what happens, but well, I just feel like, and it does make me wish like sometimes when I was okay, I was like, why isn't it Christmas all the time? <laughs> but I feel like it's so interesting. It's like, we as a society just choose around this time of year to like put up these pretty lights and like, you know, really promote these messages of coming together and giving to others. I wish that was echoed more throughout the year. Um, But I think what makes me always happy is like something as simple as lights and uh, the Christmas tree and it just makes me happy. Yeah. And there, and there are things that aren't there year round and that's what makes them special. Right. And I know some people who may be listening, don't celebrate Christmas. You may celebrate Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, um, any other form of holiday. You may not celebrate a holiday at all. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully you're still with family when you get to, and hopefully you enjoy whatever it is you're able to celebrate your 12 days of gifts or, (laughs) uh, you know, your, you know, other traditions that you may have. We would love to hear about your traditions. Yeah. Let us know. I mean, you can email us again. We said it earlier in the podcast, but Hollywood hustle podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Daniel and I, I am sure we will be posting lots, whether it's from our 
the podcast social media, which on Twitter is at LA Hustle Cast or Instagram at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. Um, but I'll be posting also from my own accounts. Daniel will be as well. Yeah. But we'd love to hear from you. Like, what yeah. do you like to do during this time of year? What are What's your favorite, favorite movies? Yeah, what are your favorite movies? What are, you know, how have your traditions changed? What were your traditions when you were a kid and what are they now? Or what's what's your favorite mm holiday story and if you're in hollywood away from family if family lives far away what do you guys do how do you handle that Mm -hmm. you know we'd love to hear those stories too like the do you know a place for chicken fried steak please i gotta find it (laughs) uh good chicken not like greasy spoon i'm talking good chicken fried steak yeah Uh, it could be a greasy spoon if it's good i don't care um (laughs) but uh but you know what you know uh michael i hope you and and your family and karen have just the best holidays. I know how much you love your family and how much you love your nieces and nephews. And, and I'm so excited that you're able to go up there and I'm glad Karen's able to go up there with you. And I just hope you have the best time yeah. when you go up there. And, and likewise, same to you, brother. I know mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be here in LA. And so it's, I think I'll, it's a beautiful, I'll keep it. I'll keep LA's in, in, in step for in, when you in get check. back. Yeah. I'll keep them in check for when you get back. Yeah. Sweet. But like, I hope you have a wonderful time uh, finding new traditions yeah. uh, with Nolan. I think there's so much uh, to do during the holidays. Uh, I, I, you know, We'll probably talk off mic a lot, yeah. I'm sure, about those set ideas. <laughs> I'm sure. But I hope Nolan has a magical time and, yeah. you know, you and Angie are able to enjoy that. And, you know, same with you to the listeners. I hope, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much going on in the world, as we've discussed on this podcast, that so much uh, is going on with nature, so much is going on with us as a society, important conversations are being had. Mm-hmm. Be kind to one another. Please. Appreciate one another. Uh, you know, just really, I don't know. I take this time to just appreciate what you have yeah. and to have a really, really nice time. You know, we talked about in the beginning of the podcast about this being just a really crazy year and um, it kind of feels, like I said, like a finish line for January 1st. But, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of uh, difference of opinion this year. Um a lot of heated exchanges and you know it's just been a very divisive and separated feeling a lot uh over the last few you know over the last year and just you know sometimes there's there's times to put that aside and to remember who who you love and who who's been there for you and just remember like family is family and and friends are friends Mm -hmm. and whatever it is that has come between you over the last year it's several years if there's people that you've been separated from maybe reach out to them like this is the best time to do that yeah and i mean i that really hits home for me because i'm someone i listen to the news i try and stay as informed as much as i can and it's so easy to get so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by all that's happening and all the uh, vitriol that's exchanged and to feel like the world's coming to an end at times and it's important sometimes to turn off that news and to sit back and realize that something could happen. Mm -hmm. You know, a fire could happen and Mm -hmm. everything in your life could change. So take the time to appreciate what it is that you have. And like Daniel was saying, reach out to those that you love, reach out to those who you maybe haven't talked to in a while and, Mm -hmm. You know, just have a wonderful holiday. We're going to be back in the new year. Uh, 2018 is going to have some really exciting stuff for this podcast. Uh, We spoke at great lengths about it (laughs) on the previous episode, but we've, Daniel and I have already been working hard on 
recording new interviews and uh just because we're, we'll be going on hiatus for a few weeks, don't think that me and Daniel aren't going to be working on the podcast. Yeah, that, we're, we're not releasing new episodes for a month, but we will definitely be recording, uh, tweeting, Instagramming. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll still very IG much be living. Uh, you know, that's something we'll be definitely working on. Yeah, well, the, our presence will still be around. Yes, we will be present. But um, yeah, but yeah I, I, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas, Daniel. Mm-hmm. I, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday, and I wish you all a very happy and healthy yeah. New Year. Yeah, we're, we're all humans. We all live on this earth. We all share it. Let's have a good time and just celebrate joy and happiness. And have a Merry Christmas, a happy holiday, a happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate. Just have a good one. Uh, like we said, email us, hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media. I'm at dtuttle on uh, Instagram or Daniel Tuttle with E-L at the end on Twitter. Michael is at Michael Lutheran on both Twitter and uh, Instagram. And we're always there to talk and everything. We'll be there to wish you happy holidays. And uh, yeah, so if we're, we might not be releasing episodes during that time but please keep an eye out for us because we will be active on social media and working hard on bringing you uh this podcast in 2018 newer improved and brand new it's it's weird not to ask you what's coming up next week <laughs> like i'm so used to like michael what's coming up next week well i've got a holiday well party uh well I mean, yeah, we're doing something here. uh nothing with this episode so yeah guys you won't hear our voices uh unless you listen to old episodes for a month but until then through the new year, through the holiday, please always remember to keep up the hustle. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bell bling. Having and jumping and jingle bell square in the frosty air. Hi there, everyone. Michael here again, just for one more quick moment to thank you for joining us for a whole 39 episodes of the Hollywood Hustle podcast. We would not be here today if it weren't for you and not for your support. Uh, We've interviewed some amazing guests, uh, variety on all spectrums of what it is to be an artist, but we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you and for your continued support. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, before we head on out of 2017, we just wanted to take a quick moment to remind you again of this online charity event that's happening by one of Daniel's favorite YouTubers out there, Dank Ops, uh, or AKA Chris Danker. Now, on Wednesday, December 13th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, this YouTuber, again, he's going to be hosting his fifth annual charity event, and he's trying to go for a goal of $15,000, and all proceeds that are raised are going towards shelters all across the United States trying to buy gifts for families that are in need. And again, stretching across states like Pennsylvania, Texas, Michigan, Nevada, and California. So if you have a few dollars that you can spare, please, please, please search Dank Ops, that's D-E-N-K-O-P-S on Google. You can find his website that way and contribute, or you can just search him on Twitter. That's at the Chris Danker. So thank you everyone so much for joining us this year we will be off for a few weeks for the holiday and we can't wait to be back with you in 2018 
And on behalf of myself and Daniel, we'd like to wish you a happy holiday and a very, very happy new year. See you next year. This episode was hosted by Daniel Tuttle and produced by Michael Lutheran. Michael Lutheran was the sound engineer for this episode, and Mike Tobias edited our website. For more information, please visit our website, www.hollywoodhustlepodcast.com.